Welcome back to another episode of FCS Delivered, presented by FedEx Ground. I'm Craig Haley, along with our co-host Gary Reasons. Gary, you know, we've had some props on in recent weeks, but I think you've won up this. I see behind you, I'm seeing a Super Bowl trophy. Well, I, I've kind of had this behind my uh, my chair here all along. I said, you know, why not why not pull something out a little bit today? Give Craig something to talk about. This is actually a replica of our Super Bowl 21 trophy, and it's it's identical to what the team has. So very proud of that. And by by all means, it was a gift from my children to me to have that made, and uh, got to put that on display sometimes. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to top that the rest of the season, Gary, but. Glad you're doing well. Uh, as you know, FCS Delivered is produced by Seth Filey and Graham Bell. Where can you find us? Well, you might be listening to us on a podcast platform, but there's many. There's Apple, Amazon, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and other places to find us. And also, if you're not watching us on YouTube, go to our YouTube channel. All you have to do is search for FCS Delivered. Now, Gary, we've reached week five of this FCS season. I don't know where September is going. Uh, on this podcast, we're going to look back at week four, just a glance at it. We're going to find out where you were this week. Where is Gary for your on-campus visits? And then we're going to look at week five. Tell me, Gary, how much of has, has it been a September to remember, even going into the final weekend of September? You know, Craig, it hasn't been a, a lot of, you know, just major news. I mean, no big, big uh, FBS upsets, nothing like that. There's a, There's been some of the, the teams that are trying to just finding their way. I think they're all identifying themselves, getting into the early stages of conference play. We're seeing some movement there. We had a big, kind of a big move, I, I would say, uh, in the top 25 poll. We'll talk about that, a team really moving up. I think that there's a, a little bit of that ahead but I think most of the teams are getting set for conference play. Sure. You know, Gary, obviously there was a lot to remember this past Saturday, but something happened on Sunday that I wanted to mention. I know you're always on the go. I hope you saw it on Twitter. Uh, Jared Payton, son of Walter Payton. He's the presenter of our Walter Payton Award presented by FedEx Ground. He was at Arrowhead Stadium on Sunday when the Chiefs uh, hosted the Bears. He was covering the Bears. And before you know it, he had a video on, on social media that was everywhere. His Twitter handle is at Peyton Sun. It's P-A-Y-T-O-N-S-U-N, at Peyton Sun. And it was a video of Taylor Swift and Jason Kelsey, uh, Travis Kelsey, leaving Arrowhead behind the scenes. It was everywhere. Did Any chance you got to see it? I did, Craig, and I actually had got a chance to look on NBC uh, the day after, and uh, they had... Uh, our, our good friend, Jarrett Payton, on discussing how this went down. And, you know, we know him as a media guy in, in the city of Chicago. He comes to our awards event and, and does a great job presenting the, uh, the Walter Payton Award with us. And, you know, it was, it was interesting to tell, have him tell his story and listen to him about how he flipped out his phone and just caught this moment between those two. And basically every, nobody was catching a, a shot of them. But uh, our guy, Jarrett Payton, got it done. So... Good job, Jared. That, 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 that's pretty meaningful. Right place at the right time. You could say that also this past Saturday in Moscow, Idaho. It was the FCS Game of the Week, uh, the FedEx Ground FCS Game of the Week. Idaho 36, uh, Sacramento State 27. Idaho knocked off, uh, ended uh, the Hornets' 19-game 
Big Sky winning streak. It was closer than that final score because Ricardo Chavez, who's been our national uh, special teams player of the week before, he made a field goal with one second to go, 30 to 27. And then on the, the ensuing kickoff, uh, Sac State on the lateral, fumbled it. Idaho took it in for a touchdown. So it was a tight game. It was a great game. One of the better ones of the season, Gary. Yeah, I liked it. I watched the game entirely. Uh, you know, I have multi-screen set up when I'm at home watching college football on Saturday. I watch multiple channels, and, and that was one of the games that I wanted to focus in on, and I watched the whole thing. That was a pretty cool ball game, and Jason Eck had his team ready to play, and Vonnie McCoy, he did a great job quarterbacking that, and as you talked about, Chavez, our award winner a couple weeks back, uh, just, just knocked the game winner through, and uh, it was a big win, and, and, and it's going to result in the polls we'll talk about here shortly. Yeah, you mentioned uh, Giovanni McCoy, a quarterback. I mean, you talk about award winners. He won the Jerry Rice Award last year, and he has just been so efficient this year and, and getting that team, you know, really moving up up the field and up the rankings. And speaking of our rankings, our, our Stats Perform uh, FCS Top 25 poll, there was an impact from this game. Idaho went from 7-4. to four, basically took the spot that Sacramento State had in, in, in the prior week's poll. Uh, they were fourth then. You know, I, I think you win a game like this, you know, voters notice uh, a top 10 yeah. game. Uh, it's great to see when, when you see movement like this, a uh, team rewarded, Gary. It is. I, I, I think it is the proper thing to do, put those guys up there, give them, give them the credence that they deserve. And, you know, understand that, you know, now you've got a, you've gotten yourself to a, a level within the FCS. And I know we, we, I was at Idaho talking to Coach Jack about, you know, this team and where they're able to, what they're able to do. And he said he thinks it's something special with this team, this group of players, the chemistry is there and they, they pulled it together. So, but as we know, the big sky is highly, highly competitive. They've got a lot of work to do yet. Let's see how the Vandals continue to, to, to move through the season. Seven teams from the Big Sky are in this week's top 25, and that it got to seven with Eastern Washington soaring back in first time this year. Uh, they're number 19. They've, they've won top 25 games the last two weeks, first against uh, Southeastern Louisiana this past week, 27-24 at UC Davis. They're the only team so far that has two top 25 ranked wins, so they deserve to be back in the top 25. Uh, as we mentioned, there were some other top 25 games this week. The CAA had an impactful week. Delaware beat uh, uh, New Hampshire. They went. Delaware moved up from 19 to 11. Uh, Villanova went from 25 to 16 after beating Rhode Island in another top 25 game. You know, it's really been a, a, a great to see these matchups. We're going to keep seeing them in conference play, obviously, because these teams that are nationally ranked, I mean, the Big Sky with seven teams and the CAA and Southern Conference and, and Missouri Valley, you know, they have so many teams that they will match up. A uh, couple newcomers, in addition to Eastern Washington, UT Martin is, is in uh, 22. They're from the, the Big South OVC Football Association this year, uh, a two-time defending champion from the OVC. Also Central Arkansas, which you know a little about this week, number 25, they've moved back in. Uh, you know, I think the poll has been fascinating just for, you know, some of the surprises this year. Um, teams that maybe people had question marks going into the year, you know, like a Southern Illinois, you know, they're up to number 10. They're 3-0. and The only team that's undefeated that has an FBS win, by the way. Um, 
What, what do you think some of these surprise teams that move up and catch voters' eyes? Because obviously you're one of the 56 voters in the, in the top 25 poll. Yeah, I think it is. I think we're I think we're getting it right, trying to figure out where pe- teams need to land and just go show us week to week. You know, we're looking, we're watching uh, what's happening in these games, who's competing against who. You take a look at uh, number 10, Southern Illinois. I was there with that football team last week, and, it, and they have a program, Craig, that I think is going to – continue to be on the rise. So they're 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 obviously going to be in the mix. And but they are a little bit of a surprise perhaps to those across the country that really don't know a whole lot about them. And you know, Eastern Illinois, that's a team that's three and one. They've got a got got three win they're a three win team. And last time that happened was 2018. And I'm gonna have a chance to see Eastern Illinois against my Northwestern State Demons as I call that game on ESPN this 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 weekend. And that's gonna be a fun game to be be in Natchitoches to be around. They had beat they had beat uh, McNeese a week ago, so uh, you know Eastern Illinois is kind of making their way through the uh, uh, the Southland Conference here. That's a great point. I mean, three wins already, and they haven't done that in a season since 2018. Chris Wilkerson, their new coach, uh, you know, I think that's fabulous. I mean, obviously they're going to uh, you know give some teams uh, some fits in the in the Big South uh, OBC and, and maybe, you know, be there in November. We'll see. I mean, you know, hats off to the Panthers. Um, you know, when you have surprise teams, you know, may, maybe you also have to consider the other way as well. I mean, as we look back a little bit here in September, I mean, teams that are a little sluggish out of the gate. And I'll tell you, one of the big storylines this past week, Gary, five teams that were defending champions from last year lost their first conference game. And that has now happened eight times, and we still have another weekend in in September. Eight defending conference champions lose their first game. I just think it sets up for a wild and wacky year. It does, and I think just football mentality kind of creeps in here a little bit, Craig, is that when you're on on top, you have a bullseye on your chest, and everybody's coming for you. So you're going to get your best game from all of your opponents in conference play when when you go against them and that's exactly what happens in some of these and perhaps there's some players moving out players moving in coaches moving out coaches moving in. a little bit of that settling that still has to go with these teams but those early conference games you know those te- that 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 you're an opponent if you're if you're a champ from the previous season uh they don't they don't uh, hold back they're going to bring their a game for you and that's what they're contending with it is complacency a real thing in sports? We always talk about it, but how do you pinpoint that? Yeah, it's hard. It really is hard, Craig. The coaches try to uh, try to coach around it and, and tell you, "Hey, these guys are going to play. They're coming. They're going to they're going to be ready to go when when they go when when you're there." And if you're a champion, uh, it's really tough. You know, even in the National Football League, when we won our our first Super Bowl championship. We knew uh, that the teams are always coming for you, and you, you're always going to be mentioned as that champion. And you know everybody likes to knock off the champion if they can on that schedule. So it's the same thing in in, in the in the FCS football ranks that you have to you know put your best out there all the time. And really, a lot of the teams are very very comparable. So it just takes a small margin of error or even a small margin of success to get to get on the get on the winning side here. Yeah, I guess, you know, we mentioned these eight conference champions that have lost, you know, their opening game. I'd say Sanford's probably the biggest example. They they started in the top 10. They're one and three. Their, their only win was against a, a sub-FCS opponent. Uh, 0-2 in conference, which is, they have a lot of ground to make up because if they lose another game, 
And, and, you know, they obviously they have this Southern Conference schedule ahead and they end at uh, UT Martin or against UT Martin, I believe. I, I think they're the ones that are most in trouble here of returning to the playoffs after, you know, going to the quarterfinals last year. Now, there's another team sort of similar here. Gary, the Montana Grizzlies. They're three and one. They barely scraped by Ferris State two weeks ago, but two-time defending Division II champion. But this week, the Grizzlies went to Montana or went to Northern Arizona and lost 28-14. They really never you know, had a shot to win at the end. What is wrong with the Grizzlies? Well, it's just consistency, Craig. It's it's the, the offense really wasn't in the ball game in the early started stages of the ball game. Northern Arizona got out on top. They stayed on top. They never really looked back. They just kind of <coughs> excuse me held a held the Grizz at, at bay there for the most part. So just not a great outing on, on the road against a quality opponent. And you know then you then you're you know figuring out okay what do we have to do now? Where are we at? And you talk about, you know, consistency in, in college football. It is hard to achieve. And that's really what, what I think they're up against there is getting the offense and defense playing together well enough to be a consistent football team. So the Grizz do have a little bit of work to do still, I think, as, the, as they get into the meat of their conference play. Yeah, you know, this week they're, they're home. I think it's homecoming against Idaho State. You know, they should get back on the winning track be four and one. But they do have a, a tough second half of the schedule within the conference. They really have to get it going. Bobby Houck, their coach, is closing in on the all-time wins, coaching wins record in the big sky. Jerome Sowers from Northern Arizona uh, holds it. You know, there's a lot of questions I mean, about the, the Grizzlies. They're still number 25 in our Stats Reform FCS Top 25 poll. But we're going to find out moving ahead, and that's – Part of the fun here, not just the speculation, but to see how these teams go one direction or the other. Gary, we're going to take a break here, and we'll be back with more FCS Delivered, presented by FedEx Ground. Rehearsals for the school play were really coming along. Bigger smile, Mr. Squirrel. Until a custodian accidentally threw away the costumes. Oh, no. Everyone was rattled. Miss Garrity forgot how to play. And the queen of the hedgehogs almost quit. Find a new queen. But replacement costumes were shipped with FedEx. And with added peace of mind from picture proof of delivery, everyone could focus on the perfect opening night. FedEx, where now meets next. For residential delivery only. Welcome back to FCS Delivered, presented by FedEx Ground. I'm Craig Haley, Gary Reasons. Gary, correct me if I'm wrong, but you are not going to pull a Tom Brady and throw that Super Bowl trophy across the body of water, correct? Uh, that thing is not getting on any boat whatsoever, anytime, anyplace. That's, uh, it's going to sit right there and, uh, and shine bright. I know it's distracting to you, Craig, but you know we're going to have to live with it. <laughs> Well, we're back for segment two, and segment two is one of our uh, favorites week to week. We get to find out where is Gary with the FedEx Ground FCS on-campus awards. Gary makes a, a visit to one of our weekly award winners. This week, before we get to that, let's talk about our five winners. I'll start with the, the offensive player of the week, Chunderic Powell, uh, running back Central Arkansas. He had his second straight game over 200 rushing yards. Sixth time in the last two years. He's at Central Arkansas now, and last year he was at North Alabama. Uh, a couple touchdowns led this big win over 
Uh, Abilene Christian, Shunderic Powell was our Offensive Player of the Week. Yeah, and for defense, we're going to take a look at Max Epps, cornerback from Texas A&M Commerce, in their loss to ODU. That uh, this first game they've had against an FCS program, uh, an FBS program. He had a couple interceptions in the game, four tackles and another pass breakup. So he's our FCS Defensive Player of the Week. It's great that you can you know shine in a, even in a loss, one point loss to Old Dominion. Great job all around. Uh, our special teams player of the week, Jack Colbreth, punter at VMI. VMI beat uh, Wofford 17-14. Second straight win for VMI, just a great start. Uh, he averaged almost 48 yards on, on nine punts. Really pinned back Wofford uh, five times inside the 20. Two others right at the 21-yard uh, line. Really, their, their average uh, start after one of Jack's uh, punts was the 16-yard line. Uh, handled, you know, uh, kickoffs, also the snaps on, on extra points and a field goal. Jack Colbreth, punter VMI, our FedEx Ground FCS National Special Teams Player of the Week. Well, and our FedEx Ground Freshman Player of the Week is MJ Flowers. He's a running back from Eastern Illinois, whom I'm going to get to see live this week uh, because he's coming down to Northwestern State last week in their 31-28 win over McNeese in the Southland Conference. 37 carries for 272 yards. That's pretty impressive. And that's the third most in school history. So pretty good job there. He had a touchdown and six receptions along the way. So maybe an early uh, someone to look at potentially for that uh, Jerry Rice Award at the end of the season. He's off to a great start. Uh, William and Mary, the tribe, they're our uh, FedEx Ground FCS National Team of the Week. They beat Maine 28-3. to uh, They're off to their best start uh, since... Gosh, two, 2009, I believe, they're 4-0, the Tribe, 2-0 in the CAA football. But their third straight game without allowing a touchdown to the opposing team's offense, just a great job all around. Kevin Gerald, their linebacker, had a big game. Obviously, Nate Lynn's been all over the place uh, from the defensive line. And, and John Pius, we're so familiar with him, another linebacker at William & Mary. Certainly a, a big effort and a, a big stretch of efforts from William & Mary. Now... Gary's on-campus visit. Uh, if, if you're listening on, on a podcast platform, you probably want to start checking us out on our YouTube channel because we run a video of Gary's visit from week to week. It's just great stuff. As I've mentioned, it kind of leaves me in awe just how you feel like you're right there alongside Gary. And this week, Gary went to University of Central Arkansas, which has the stripes, purple and gray, interlocking every five yards. Similar to Eastern Washington having a red field, well, Central Arkansas followed up 10, 11 years ago with this purple and gray field. Gary, you were at the uh, University of Central Arkansas. Yeah, it was a lot of fun here. You know, obviously for FedEx Ground, this is op an opportunity to talk about career paths potentially for for uh, athletes on campus. And, and we brought the show to town. And so when we get out to Central Arkansas, it was a, a lot of fun. We flew into... Um, Little Rock, and then we drove on up to Car uh, Conway, Arkansas. And it's a very quaint town. It's a pretty campus. It's a beautiful university. And we really enjoyed the stay there. You know, they are the bears. And <laughs> you'll see a lot of bears on campus and they're all over the place. And we're just kind of welcoming you in here. This is actually the Hyper Center on campus. We're gonna take you a quick look at this. This is for all students. This is athletic facilities. Then they have this great uh, meeting room opportunity for, for the players. And there's so much tra tradition and history, multiple national championships at the NAI level, Division II at Central Arkansas. Now they're at the FCS level, and they've got a lot of history of players that have come and, 
gone and played in the NFL. And guess what? They've got one of the top 50 uh, NBA players of all time, Scottie Pippen, Scottie Pippen Court. And this is a little more of the hypercenter showing you here, but it's a cool facility. And I got a little, little ping pong action there in Craig. I got to show a little skills off there. <laughs> and here are the stripes. The stripes are what the bears are made, uh, name, uh, excuse me, they're known for. This field is iconic because it shows them that place. They already have that the, the name on the board right there of our winner, Sean Derek Powell as our National Offensive Player of the Week. And I had a chance to visit with the team and present, and present the award to Sean D, as they called him, a very great young man. You know, I love to visit with these guys and, and put our trophy on display in unique places here. <laughs> There's a little boat there in front of Miss Stephanie's desk who runs their football office. And, and Sean D in the background there, number 27, is part of this, this team. And he had a great week uh, leading up to this, this, this award, and he did a great job. Uh, over 250 yards rushing in that ball game, a 95-yard touchdown. It was just an amazing performance that he had, and that's why we were there to honor him and his teammates. And one thing about Shundi is that he is so humble, and he really loves his teammates. And he talks about it, you know, all when he, when he, when he visit, we visit with him. You'll see some of those in the other clips. He also had a great game against North Dakota State the previous week. So. He's not a one-trick pony. He's a guy that can get it done in multiple ways, and he's done that. And so Sean D wanted to get his offensive line back like behind him. He loved it. The we got Andrew Ned Atkins, our HR award, business partner the FCS for the next round. Sean Derrick. Sean Derrick Powell. Sean D, how about you, man? Well, just kind of having a good time there. The guys clapping off everybody and having a lot of fun there. And Chundi uh, is, is a great guy. And the offensive line there behind him, he just wanted to bring those guys up and honor them because you can't do it alone. It's a team effort, as, as everyone knows. But a great visit to UCA. Congratulations to Chundi. Thank you to our, our Steve East, our associate athletic director there, communications, and UCA president, Houston Davis. and kind of ended here like that. So take a look at that video online. You'll watch it from end to end without me talking about it. You'll see how, how fun this was. Uh, Nathan Brown, the head coach uh, for, for the Bears, uh, really uh, you know accepted us and, and just gave us carte blanche to go around, and, and we did. And uh, once again, I said Steve East was, our, was our, our host there. He was on campus with us, and great knowledge. And you know, Steve, you did a great job for us. Thank you. And it's just, it was just a great pleasure to be on the campus of, of, of Central Arkansas this week. You mentioned Nathan Brown, the, the Bears head coach. We, we talked about it last week, just how pivotal it is for a program when you have a, an alumnus, you know, leading your program in, in any sport. And, and, you know, it's great to see because we associate Nathan Brown with University of Central Arkansas and, and, and vice versa. So great job all around. i tell you something, Shanderic uh, Powell, you know, bringing up his – his linemen like that, you know, for uh, for the presentation, that just, you know, uh, shouts chemistry. I love to see that. But another thing about Sean Derrick, Gary, I don't know if you've noticed, but running backs are really doing well in the FCS this year. It could be the year of the running backs. We always talk about the Walter Payton Award uh, winner uh, being a quarterback. It's been a, a long run. You know, Cooper Cup kind of broke it up uh, from Eastern Washington wide receiver. But Sean Derrick's an example. We've had a lot of weekly award winners this year who have been running backs. Have you noticed? Yeah, I think you're right, Craig. The, you know, the, the running backs are out there. They're putting up numbers. They're putting up some some great performances, leading to wins for football teams. That's what you like to see. And, 
And, you know, it might be something a little special this year. We may not be may not be honoring a quarterback. It could be a running back. Really, you know, we'll take any per, any uh, offensive player that shows out consistently over the course of the season, be it a wide receiver. You know, you know unfortunately, we don't get a, a way to measure uh, the offensive line. But there's some great offensive linemen, as you know, that come out every year in the NFL draft that uh, – you know, just to, might need to get a little mentioned somehow, but I, I think you're right. They're, the, the running backs are really key this year, and, and and there's some good ones out there at the FCS level. <laughs> I'm looking at this picture, Gary. <laughs> what, what can you tell me about this picture? Well, this is a bear right in the hallway of the football complex in the office. And I, and I had I had to ask him a couple of questions, and so I'm glad you guys put that up because it kind of goes through pretty quickly in, in the video. <laughs> but that, that was fun. I just you know said, hey, we got to shoot this shot. I got to ask him a couple of questions, and, and it worked out. He he, he had all the right answers. <laughs> Great job by Seth Biley to, to to put up that picture. So yeah, we mentioned you know three to four. Um, I think freshmen of the week have been have been running backs. Uh, MJ Flowers, who you're going to see this week at Eastern Illinois, uh, have been running backs. Two of the four uh, offensive players of the week have been running backs. Obviously, Dylan Lobby from from New Hampshire. He he won our special teams award, but he does it all everywhere. So great year all around for uh, running backs in the FCS. Now, Gary, I have to ask you, seeing that video, it looked like a walk off win for you with the ping pong table. Is that is that the case? Well, I just actually hit two or three shots, and I had no idea that our our video, my video assistant Blaine Tatum, who was with me, actually grabbed his phone and caught that shot. I just I saw the ping pong there, and I just said, "Hey, why why not get get one shot in?" And I yeah, just one shot in. That's all. I'm a one trick pony, but that's all. That's all I'll tell you. I used to play a lot of table tennis back in the day, and just had fun with it. And just it's still there, Craig. I still got that that, that backhand. So. It works. Great to see you, Gary. Well, Gary, we're going to take another break, and then we will be back with our final uh, segment of FCS Delivered, presented by FedEx Ground. When someone accidentally threw away the school play costumes, Oh, no. Replacements were shipped with FedEx. And with picture proof of delivery, everyone could focus on the perfect opening night. FedEx, where now meets next. For residential delivery only. Do you like what you're hearing on FCS Delivered today? For more national FCS coverage, please go to theanalyst.com throughout the week. We're the home for the FCS Top 25 Media Poll and the weekly and season-ending FCS National Awards, presented by FedEx Ground. We also take you across FCS Nation with stories, predictions, and an inside look. The FCS coverage can be found at theanalyst.com. Welcome back to our final segment of FCS Delivered, presented by FedEx Ground. Craig Haley, along with Gary Reasons. Now, Gary, we've been talking about our stats reform FCS top 25 poll, the FedEx ground FCS national awards. You can find all this FCS coverage and plenty more on theanalyst.com. And of course, you know, our YouTube channel, our, our, our uh, podcast channel, social media, we're at, uh, for, for Twitter, we're on Twitter, Facebook, and uh, Instagram. Twitter uh, is our most popular way of seeing us on social media. It's at uh, FCS underscore stats. Uh, so we hope you're taking a look. 
Now, Gary, we're in our final segment, which we're, where we really look ahead to the, to the upcoming games. This is week five of the FCS season. I At first, I didn't think this was sort of an elite kind of week of games when I looked at the schedule, but the closer I looked at it, I've really warmed up to it. What do you notice about this week's schedule? Well, you've got some play, some teams playing against each other that are ranked teams and, and really need to need to kind of look at it here. Let's take a look at South Dakota State and North Dakota. That that's going to be a game, Craig. That you know always going to be competitive between those two programs. And uh, you know South Dakota State, you know they've been they've been very very dominant. We you know we we both think that that team is is possibly going to be there at the end at the top of the rankings. But you know you you don't you can't give it give them the wins. They have to. Go earn them but I think they play so well at home and obviously their quarterback is playing very well so I think that there's going to be an opportunity for South Dakota State to to get one over North Dakota in that football game but that's just one of the games that we'll talk that we're that we've got there there's a slew of them as we continue here well yeah you know the Missouri Valley Football Conference really you know they get moving along in conference play after you know some of the big teams had taken off last week so who do you like in in North Dakota at South Dakota State yeah, I'm going to go with South Dakota State. They're at home, you know. They're they're comfortable there, uh, you know. It's pretty pretty good uh, opportunity for them to maintain that. Uh, it's going to be a tough ball game, but I, I think I'm going to go with South Dakota State. I agree. The Jackrabbits, Gary. I think I have the stat of the week. I, I researched it and, and double checked with the school, and, and the Jackrabbits going back to last year, 14 games now, Gary. Their last 57 trips into their opponent's red zone. They've scored every time. 44 touchdowns, 13 field goals, 55 in a row. That's almost unheard of. That's probably an unofficial record in, in FCS history. I don't know because 57 is just mind-blowing. I'm going to go with the Jackrabbits as well. All right, let's go right. with yeah, Villanova uh, up to 16 in, in our top 25 poll at UAlbany. This is going to be a battle in the CAA, Gary. Yeah, I'm going to take the home team, uh, and all, UA Albany is is going to probably do well here. I think they're going to they're rushing defense, doing very well, only allowing 85 rush yards per game. I think that's going to be the difference here. I think UA Albany is going to get the win. I thought I might have this one to sink by you. I'm going to go UA Albany as well. Uh, coming off a of bye week, they can really stop the run, which you know is a strength for Villanova. I think it's going to be a close game. Last year was a walk-off win with a field goal for Villanova, but I agree with you, Gary. I'm, I'm going to go you all in, in an upset. Now, our next game, and it just shows you the reality of conference play, Gary. Here in the big sky, number four, Idaho, off this big win over Sac State. They're going now on the road the following week to the red turf of Eastern Washington, now number 19. Who's your pick in the big sky? You know what? I'm kind of all in, I think, here on, on the Vandals. They have done a nice job of pulling things together. They've got the chemistry. They've got things going their way. Uh, I think that uh, Giovanni McCoy is just going to play well at, at Eastern Washington, excuse me, at Eastern Washington, and, and get this win. I think that th that's an opportunity for them to really uh, firm up their, their rankings now at moving up to number four in our poll. I think that Idaho is going to win here on the red turf kind of get things going in the right way with that matchup on the road. Uh, you know, so they're going to have to play well on that road, on the road, but I do think the Vandals are going to get this one. Well, the Eagles may not be happy with me, Gary, because I'm going to go Vandals too. I know you have a Vandals mug from your trip. I have a piece of the red turf 
From 2010, <laughs> I was at the first game on the red turf. They, they beat Montana. Happened to be the same score that Idaho won last week, 36-27. Uh, Eastern Washington beat Miami back in September 2010. They haven't lost to the Vandals yet on the red turf since Idaho came back to the uh, big sky. Three, three in a row out there. I just think the Vandals, I agree with you, they just seem to be on a roll, and I'm going to go with them. Now we have the Big South OVC. Now, it's a OVC kind of matchup, two teams that are OVC schools, but in the new Football Association accounts uh, towards the 10-team uh, conference association. Tennessee State off to a great start at UT Martin, Gary. Well, I think and I, I like the ability for UT Martin to run the football. And that's exactly what they are. Sam Franklin is going to is the FCS rushing leader. I think UT Martin wins, uh, you know, pretty handily at home. Yeah, he was a uh, freshman year in the OVC last year, and, and just has continued that excellence. Uh, I agree. I mean, UT Martin, I think, is averaging forty-seven points a game in in, in their three wins. Um, I I just think they they handle Tennessee State here at home. They, they they've had a, a decent run against Tennessee State at home. Uh, we'll say Eddie George has, has really got uh, the Tigers off to a good start as well. Now, here's a game for you. It's a classic, the State Fair Classic at the, at the Cotton Bowl Stadium in Dallas. Last year's game had nearly 54,000 people attend. It's Grambling State against uh, Prairie View A&M. It's a big game for the SWAC uh, West Division. Prairie View's 2-0 in league. Grambling's 1-0 in league. Hugh Jackson's obviously the coach at, at Grambling State, well-known coach. I think it's a tight game, Gary. It is going to be a tight game, but uh, I like what Hugh Jackson is doing. I called his very first game um, as a head coach last year at, uh, at in the stadium in Shreveport against Northwestern State, and I saw what he was doing with that program at that time. He is now changing the culture, and that's what you want to see at Grambling State. Unfortunately, I think that your purview A&M playing here in Texas. They're going to hold up the Texas side of things. I think I'm going to go with Prairie View to not allow uh, Grandling to get on the right side of this thing. I'm going to take Prairie View to get the W. Probably comes down to uh, Grambling running the ball well. Miles Crawley has given him another dimension at quarterback transfer in from Alabama State. I agree with you. I'm going to go Prairie View. Uh, they've won the last five in the State Fair Classic. Either way, it's just a fun atmosphere when, when these neutral site games draw these immense crowds and, and you know the battle of the bands. I, I think I just hope it's a great game and maybe a walk-off kind of game with a field goal, the way Prairie View has actually won twice this year. Our final game here, Gary, in our pick'em is our FedEx Ground FCS game of the week. William to Mary coming off being our uh, national team of the week. They're 4-0. They're going to Elon which is 2-2, two and two, but just like the Tribe 2-0 and in conference, the CAA, it's a battle for first place, Gary. It is. It's a battle, and you get on top, and you can get there in a hurry if you're Elon. But hold on just a second here. You've got the number one defense in the country in William & Mary, you know, with John Pius leading the charge there. I think that you have to still look at William & Mary to be, out, be on top in this one. It's tough to score against that defense. It's going to be tough sledding for Elon. I'm all in on William and Mary. Yeah, Jalen Hampton is a workhorse, a running back for Elon. He's going to have to have a big game, which may be tough to do against the Tribe defense. I, I'm going to go with, with the, uh, William and Mary as well, uh, just like you're saying. And the reason I'm saying is because 
this is sort of a revenge game. The the tribe were nine and one in conference the last two years, but the team that beat them was Elon. I think that's been sitting in their minds all off season, William and Mary. I'm going to go with Mike London's squad as well. Now, Gary, uh, that brings an end to our uh, week five episode, our ninth episode overall. You can find these uh, episodes on our uh, on demand and also on our YouTube channel. Uh, we thank FedEx Ground for and, and Stats Reform for bringing FCS delivered to you every week. Seth Biley and Graham Bell have been our producers. Uh, you can find all our coverage on theanalyst.com, Gary. What are you looking for the most this weekend? I think it's going to be a competitive week of, of conference play here moving forward. It's it's going to be a fun uh, – I'll be in the multi-screen mode wherever I'm at, you know, looking at uh, major college football at the FBS level, FCS football, all of the above. Going to be on the road calling a ball game. Uh, it's going to be a great weekend, and then we're going to go find somewhere to go out on campus next week, and we'll bring it to you uh, next time, next week, this time on this channel. Well, Taylor Swift's only busy on Sunday, Gary. If you want to have her over on Saturday to watch some games, she might be willing to come over. So we look forward to all the action, Gary. I, I, I hope you enjoy it. I hope uh, your next trip is, is as memorable as, as these uh, first four you've had. We thank FedEx Ground again for bringing you FCS Delivered. We will see you soon.